0: Our guest on the District Institute Pittsburgh Newsline knows more about gardening and, frankly, has forgotten more about varieties of tomatoes than I have ever known. Welcome into the program, Doug Oster, our garden guru. Hi, Doug.
1: Hey, Rick. How are you? You know, I got got a quick, funny tomato story. I looked in the fridge one summer and, and there was this big, giant bowl of tomatoes, and I was able to name each one just by looking at it, and I said, This is scary. This is not right. This has gone too far.
0: I told you that you knew more and have forgotten more about tomatoes than I have ever known. All I know is that they're red and sometimes yellow, and when you fry them, occasionally those are green. That's about all I know
1: and then there's orange and yeah, there's see, white again, and there's right. purple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so here we
0: are June 1st. We've had a couple of really really hot days. I know last time we had you on, you know, we were still, you know, thinking about is Mother's Day too soon. When do you put stuff in? You said certain things could go in the ground even when it was cold, but we needed to wait on others. Is it all clear now at this point
1: June 1st? Absolutely. And we're looking at a perfect weather pattern for us. Uh, hopefully this front will bring us rain but not any damage and that sets us up for uh you know a whole week of more uh you know cooler temperatures and perfect time for planting and some people have been contacting me saying is it too late to plant not at all uh this is a perfect time to plant and actually this is a, uh, the best time to plant because the soil has warmed up a little bit the air temperature is a little bit warmer so things like uh peppers tomatoes cucumbers beans they're going to love this weather in fact I- just took down some uh, nice-looking cucumber, uh, pepper, and tomato plants to my neighbors, and they were just, like, so excited. They're, they're putting them in right now. So this is the time to get everything in the ground, and as I said, the weather is just absolutely perfect for this. I hate to plant when it's, you know, so hot. Like, it's, just, it's tough on the plants, but now when this front comes through, we're good to go.
0: So, Doug, when we look at this, can you almost catch up to those people who planted a couple weeks ago because the soil is warmer?
1: Oh, absolutely! Uh, you know, especially when we talk about those those crops like tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, beans, they are, they're they're going to go nuts. And in fact, you know, I talk a lot about this with tomatoes. Well, actually, cucumbers too. Plant them now, but wait another week or two weeks and put some more in later uh, because when you when you do that uh, succession planting, the, the further you get into the season, as far as the warmth goes, the better it's going to be. And they do catch up, and that's what's amazing about about gardening in general. You know, uh, you don't have to do everything at the same time. You know, spread it out a little bit. When you're planting on that same day, it's putting all your eggs in the same basket, and this is just a a, a great way to do it. I I know people want to, you know, okay, I want to get planted, get it over with, and watch it grow, but save a little room and put some in later, and you'll be happy you did
0: so, Doug, give us an idea. Is it different for planting your vegetable garden as opposed to you got a bare spot when it comes to the grass in the front yard and putting down grass seed right now? Or putting in, uh, you want to go to the nursery and you want to pick up some some ornamentals that you want to plant, you know, around the, the front in a, in, a, in a flower bed. Is, is the, are the rules of thumb the same?
1: They basically are. Basically, with, with anything you're planting, you want to improve that soil or whatever medium that you're growing in meaning adding something good like uh, compost or, or any kind of organic matter. You know, I'm using compost. When you do that or, or add an organic fertilizer, you're adding nutrients that those plants will use. And regardless of grass, annual flowers, vegetables, you, you invest $20 into a hole for a $5 plant. Right. That's how it works. You, you, that gives you the green thumb. And don't skimp on that. You know, you can buy a bag of compost for, you know, under $10 and have a couple of those bags around. And every time you plant something, and even when you have, let's just say containers, you had something growing in a container last year, you know, it's a big container, you don't want to dump everything out, but you take that top third off, you put some new compost in, you put your plants in, they're going to go to town, and you don't have to do as much work when you improve that soil, whether it's in the garden itself, in a container, or you know, the lawn.
0: Doug Oster joining us right here. He is our garden guru. Doug, you know that our family's been involved in horses and have had horses for a very long time. The byproduct of that is very popular with gardeners, too. Do you need to do something with, say, horse manure or things like that if you're going to put it in the garden or around your plants? Meaning, does it need to sort of be thinned down with something else, or can you just go ahead and put that in the hole as you're planting?
1: Uh, Rick, that is a great question and a very important question. That uh, animal manure has to be aged. It has to be aged at least a year, you know. Sometimes they say six months. I say a year because it can be very high in nitrogen, which can burn plants, but then the 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 most dangerous thing is that fresh manure could have some type of E. coli in it. Mm-hmm. So as long as you know that it's been around, you know, six, eight months, hopefully a year, you know that it's fine to use and it is a great soil amendment. You know, people worry about the weed seeds, but the benefits of well-aged animal manure uh, far outweighed uh, a couple little, uh, you know, weeds popping up.
0: Does it matter that it is horse manure, cow manure, if it comes from a chicken farm, a pig farm? Is it all the same or not necessarily?
1: Not necessarily. The best tomatoes I ever saw growing in my life were growing in rabbit manure. I oh. don't know what it is about rabbit manure, but... That was some amazing-looking stuff. But it, it's really more about what you can get a hold of. And, again, I can't stress enough how it has to be well-aged. That's very important.
0: And the farmer will know how long it's been there and things like that and can probably point you in the right direction if you're going yeah. to take
1: some, right? Once I had somebody ask me a question, well, how do you know if it's fresh? I said, you'll know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, I promise. Anybody who's been around that end of a horse certainly can help to point you in toward the uh-huh. more aged Varieties, that's for sure. Hey Doug, thanks for your time. It's good to catch up with you and uh and go back outside and make sure everything's uh battened down if we get a little bit of wind tonight. All right.
1: All right, Rick. Appreciate it. You bet
0: Doug Oster joining us right here. He is our garden guru. And if you want to hear from Doug, he is all over the place on his social media channels. You'll find him on Twitter, you'll find him on Facebook, and he certainly knows. Don't be afraid to ask him.